Hi there, welcome to the new episode of the Uninternational Podcast with me, Leon Alexander. Uh, today we speak to MC Chikabu, the country's leading female drummer bass MC. After 25 years in the business, we speak about early drummer bass roots, working with Timo Mars, going on to Soul to Soul, uh, her mentorship program with her time on the road, starting in the 90s with DJ Daisy in Bristol. She's still on the road, busier than ever. Uh, and it's a great little conversation, actually. Tune in for insights on surviving the parties when you're a little bit older than everybody else. Um, it was wonderful to catch up with her again. We hadn't spoken in a long time. So here she is, MC Chikibu. Hang on a sec, mate. Let me try and work out this technology. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, there she is. Yes. There he is. <laughs> How are you, my lovely? You all right? I'm all right, mate. How's it going? Oh, God, it's amazing to see you. Yeah, you too. Right, let me try and like lean things up against things. And it's so I've got a cool background, but of course I didn't charge my phone up properly. Of course. Right. It's audio only, really. The video is just for you and me. Oh, okay then. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that's all right then. I'll go yeah, and no, sit right. somewhere and plug in. That's fine. Move about. Yeah, um, let me do that. Right. I'm going to put headphones in. God, I'm such an auntie with all this now. Right. Remove myself from the picture. There we go. Look at you. Look at that. I <laughs> love your hair. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Still got to do the statement hair thing, haven't I? Yeah, definitely. This definitely. is midlife crisis. If anything screams midlife crisis, it's this, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nearly 50 and I've got rid of the grey. So. There you are. Well, I'm just jealous. Mine's, mine's all gone. But um, Yeah, yeah. but you look the same, though, really. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, you do, yeah. Yeah. yeah I had a How are you? Changes. I, I'm all right. I'm fine. I'm rocking. I'm in this weird hotel room in London that doesn't have... I've had to turn the air con off because it's really loud. So now it's baking in here. <laughs> He's just in like a sealed pod. I'm in a sealed pod. And there's no um, there's no desk, which is why this thing's slightly at a wonk. But um, wow. I'm happy good. Yeah, I'm fine. I realised that the other day I was in a hotel room and it had no windows and I thought, I've paid, some, well, it wasn't me, but we've paid to put me in a cell, essentially. Yeah. And it was quite a bit of money as well. Yeah, I bet. You know? And it's, um, what's the difference really between that and actually being contained within a cell? Uh, hopefully the bed. Freedom to get out, and I the think, toilet, maybe. Freedom to get out. Yeah, but, but I did feel like it felt like punishment. Mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. It feels weird. Have you ever does, tried does, any of those sort of pod hotel things? I've tried the ones where you sort of open the door and it's just a bed. Yeah, it's like a sort of, almost like, like a, a little hub. Happen. Yeah. I'm all right with those, especially if I'm not really going to be there, if I'm working no. and stuff. Yeah. I'm only in there for like about three or four hours, so yeah. I don't mind. I'll, I'll keep the money and take the cheap room, thanks. No, fair enough. That makes sense. Yeah, and yeah, I'm still at that busy, state. aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm fully booked for the last four, three or four months. Yeah, it's been really crazy. Solid. Yeah, I've got Bristol Friday and then Croatia on Sunday. Wow, that's amazing. I'm so pleased. Thank you. Yeah, it's going good. I had a break for a while, for a few years. Yeah. Um, I got injured and went through some surgeries and, um, you know, some really quite difficult times and stuff. Yeah. didn't think I, I really thought like Chickaboo was retired right and there was like nothing left you know I had nothing left to give um but 
you know, over the years, lots of therapy, lots of physiotherapy. Yeah. And so, like, I've managed to get it back. Plus, I think ranting about in inequality and, you know, talking about some quite important subjects and mm. quite ready to take people on. Um, online is really helping as well, pushing for the new generation. Mm-hmm. Being yeah. a mentor, you know, I try to mentor as many people as I can and, that's amazing. So, you know, it's going really well. Good. Yeah, it's going really well. I yeah. feel that if I don't bring somebody else through to be some sort of like success or recognised, kind of wasted the last thirty years, really. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Yeah, the young are really switched on. Really, aren't they? They really are because of what's being created. So they've got a blueprint of what to do. Yeah, and that's you know that's because we were doing it. Yeah. Like we mustn't forget that, you know, and like start telling them how not not to do it, like don't put on illegal parties. Like how are we telling kids yeah. not to do that yeah, yeah. when that's the foundation of our very scene? Yeah. So that's the thing I think old people we've got to remember to like yeah. let them find their own way as much yeah. as I wanna be like, no, you've got to let them find out. Yeah. Right, let them get arrested, let them put the parties on, let them feel the energy and excitement yeah, yeah. that we had going to the illegal parties, yeah. squat parties and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Can't all be all in these clubs where you've got to pay to get in. No, no. Oh. Is it still quite a healthy seat? You're up near Birmingham, weren't you, now? I've just relocated about a year ago yeah. after no lockdown and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm near my mum and stuff. And family, so I get to see like my youngest nephews grow up, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the best auntie. It's only because <laughs> I swing in and out with really inappropriate games, leave again. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, man. So the background on this is that I've been going on forever about writing a book, right? And I'd never, I don't really know whether it's a, fictional book based on all the wonderful people I've met or whether it's actual facts or what it is, but I haven't written a word of it clearly. So sounds um, like there's two books there, really. <laughs> um and one of the good things about the way that I've done it, I always think is I've never really stuck to one genre, which means I know loads of people from all different spaces, which means I know loads of different types of people. Anyway, so a friend of mine said don't write, but I mean, write a book, but why don't you go and talk to people instead? And so obviously that coincided with the pandemic and I spoke to lots of interesting, exciting people right across the board, uh, whether it be a DJ crust or whether it be a Frank Wiedemann from Berlin or whatever, you know, and, um, we've just chatted and I had a really long chat with Adam Freeland about, he now lives in the Mojave desert. So we spoke about that and we, I'm just talking to people about whatever anyone wants to talk about. Um, I go in with the minimum of preparation. Uh, I'm not a journalist. I'm not here to interview you. Uh, I'm just here to chat. And it seems to work. There's an audience for it. And um, that's it. That's the whole thing right there, the whole package. Nice. And do you think you'll be able to correlate all this information into a book? Well, I might be able to. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, it's a good way to record it. Uh, It works pretty well on SoundCloud, generally, in terms of listeners. But it's also on Spotify and Apple and whatever. Uh, and obviously I've got it all now, so it's very helpful. And I started off early Bristol stuff and then it just kept expanding and growing and changing and, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, you do know about 
a million people. Well, that's the thing. You end up knowing, getting to know so many people, don't you, across all the different scenes. Yes. Um, I've never tied myself down to a genre, so it means I'm not fully bedded in with one thing. It means I just kind of chop and change and whatever. And um, you and I worked together for a while, late 90s, early 2000s, in a kind of loose way, and it was amazing. And then we lost touch, and then we picked touch up again, I don't know, about a year ago or something, and uh, I thought it would be lovely to talk to you. Thank you. I was really touched when you approached me about it, you know, oh, like, because like you say, I've known you for so long, and then you lose touch with people, and, yeah, you know. Well, it's 20-something keep... years, it's almost half our life, I guess. Jesus. You know, wow. I mean, I'm 56 now, so it's, it's almost, yeah, it's like, you know, close on. Close yeah, on. I was 47 last week, so. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I feel old now. <laughs> <laughs> So you used to, not exclusively, but obviously you used to go out uh, and MC with Daisy a lot, which is how I met you. Uh, yeah. Come kind of stay in our house and, you know, and then you both go off and do shows in America and shows in the UK and everywhere. And it was a fantastic yeah. little. Yeah, you and Daisy, you know, right? I, I, like Daisy <clears throat> changed my life, really. Right. In, in such subtle ways that she doesn't even acknowledge and yet when I see her and tell her about that, you know, she's such a main connection, you know, certain people are connectors yeah, and they sort of like help you on a path to bigger and brighter things, being completely unaware of their role. And yeah. that's what Daisy is to me. Like I saw her a few weeks back. We're on the same agency again now. Oh, okay. And um, I get to work with her rarely. Um, but yeah, we still work together after all this time. That's and I amazing. thank her so much for that connection to you and then from you into Timo and then from that into like semi pop world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and then from that into me meeting um Jazzy B from Soul to Soul and him saying, Oh, I know your voice. They played that song in my gym. <laughs> and so and then going on to work with them for like you know 10 plus years wow okay and then coming back into drum and bass jungle yeah you know with people saying you know you could be dropped off for a while it was like not really i was in like quite a big project yeah going around and being lucky enough to i mean almost pick and choose the genres that i work in and also because of the timo connection then meeting rennie pilgrim and then accessing the breakbeat scene and um you know winning awards in that field to then you know so i'm really lucky that yeah people like yourself and daisy and that have been involved in my career i think without that i wouldn't have had the expanse and the um diversity in the genres the sub-genres of dance you know i'd probably just stuck drum and bass i which is great but you know having the opportunity to like expand that an experiment with it and work with different people has been really special and i'm really yeah. really grateful you know for those opportunities and stuff Definitely. and uh yeah it's still work with her now you know 20 odd years later yeah and we still kill it smash it and it just feels the same like like no time has passed when yeah. i look at her and her energy and the way she's playing it's like it's the same yeah it's just i feel a bit tired 
because <laughs> I don't party like that anymore. No. You know, I'm able to see exactly how special it really is. Yeah. It's almost like I can I can enjoy it now. Yeah. I realise what we're doing yeah. more than before. Just doing something we love doing, right? Yeah. Where now it's yes, I love doing it, but it's so important to me, like what it actually means, you know. The partying thing is interesting because we kind of party in our heads because we think we're, uh, what's that I'm looking for? We think we're uh, expanding the emotions we're feeling, but really what's happening is that it's cutting down the emotions we're feeling. Yeah. No. And think of some of those events that we did. I think of that mass, we did that crow bar in Miami that was just like around the block. The place was full by... I think doors open to 10, places full by half 10. Yeah. Did a PA with Timo. And I just wish I remember more of it, ultimately. I yeah, I remember, I remember Kelis being there because we were all really happy. But I don't remember, you know, those kind of big sparkly. I don't remember so much. And I do think it's because, you know, of drinking, drinking and partying and stuff yeah. like that. You know, I like lip literally like wiped my own mind of some quite special occasions mm. um and that is really interesting because you go into it with that you know you fall in love with it sober kind of and then go through this whole period of almost feeling like it's a necessity to be in that mind frame to be in this yeah. world yeah not and not realizing like you say that that's not it yeah yeah. You know, that, but I think the music changed as well. It did become more um, just about dancing and pumping yeah. more than the ethereal, um, what's that sort of like feel good, hands in the air moment that we all came from, that sort of like yeah. a religious experience. It just came a more sort of like condensed, uh, angry sound. And the, those sort of noises were classed as cheesy. Yeah, and they went off into their own happy yeah. genre, and we went off into the like we're really cool, too cool yeah. for school genre, yeah. right? We're way too That's... cool for all that happy. Yeah, and, and then it strips a bit of the soul out of it because like yeah. all of us need to be a bit happy and a bit silly and light. You know, none of us are cool, really. Don't no. tell anybody that, but no. you know, it's our little secret we're all just musical nerds really and i tell people that about djs and producers yeah when they want to go backstage and stuff i'm like it's really boring back there they're just nerds talking about if they got it on vinyl yeah or what software are you doing or... god now they're turning up with their dj sets in the palm of their hand i don't get it <laughs> yeah i'm too old i'm like where's your bag yeah yeah music yeah it's a bit depressing i think now but that's me just being old, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is. I think it's all of us being old because we just we saw it differently once, and if that's what you've grown up with, that's what it looks like. Yeah, oh, honestly, DJs are like hunched back, broken mm. ankles from trying to like navigate through a crowd with a couple of boxes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but you know, times move on and stuff. But yeah, I am. I'm really like in the sort of new resurgence of my career really grateful for like actually what it means on a spiritual level to have accessibility 
to these moments with people that are like a lot younger than me. Um, you know, I'm one of those older people in the party and I'm really glad to be there, really, uh, you know. I do, because I've gone a bit hippie about it all now. That's fair enough, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, it's all vibrations and stuff now. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I really feel yeah. it. And um, yeah. yeah, it is really special what we're doing. Yeah, it is. We're very lucky to have that opportunity. Absolutely. And the fact that people still want me to like pick a mic up and shout at them, <laughs> it's pretty, <laughs> which is essentially what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, it's better. I'm sure it's more finesse than that. You always were. Uh, well, a, a finessed style of shouting. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. 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 Yes. No, but I very much so try and that now on the mic that, you know, this is a once in a lifetime thing because I do realise that party with that person, that moment with that song, never repeated ever mm. again. And so I try and tell people that, you know, yeah. like this is a moment, a moment in time. It won't ever happen again. So like, you know, try and experience it or taste it, take a mental picture. Yeah. Yeah. But now everybody's, everybody's filming everything anyway, but you know, how much of those are kept when they get a new device? Do they carry on with those videos or do they, they just all, shoot? I don't think they ever look at it again. I don't think they do, do you? I don't think they do. I just people just film stuff and then they never ever see it again, kind of thing. That's really bizarre. I know for me on my old phones, I never go back into old phones and have a look. It's like that mm. phone's in a drawer onto the next. And there's mm. loads of videos and pictures. So I've never looked at them. No. So yeah, it's all about for me, put your phone down, take a mental picture instead get involved but i've noticed that parties now compared to about three or four years ago the kids aren't filming everything as much as they were they are sort of getting involved and having a mosh and pushing each other around yeah ex expressing themselves a bit more freely now yeah. Yeah. which is great That's for great. me being at the front instead of just loads of cameras in my face yeah. it's like gone back to sweaty people cheering and shouting and you know, that's what I want to say. Now that are banning phones, isn't they? Yeah, I play at Fold. I work a lot with a crew called Rupture. Yeah. And at Fold, they put a sticker on your camera when you go in the door. Yeah. Fair so enough. there's no there's no footage at all. No, brilliant. And it's a beautiful experience. It's like going to a club in New York in the nineties. Yeah. It's that raw feel where there's just people from everywhere, and you don't really know what's going on in all the corners. But everybody's just in it and enjoying yeah. the moment. There's no just technology. Dance. Just dance. Yeah. yeah, no technology. Yeah. yeah just yeah. the music. Yeah. And they, they really sort their sound system out as well. So you kind of like lose track of time. It's very much like a casino in that club. You don't know what time it is. You don't know That's what's brilliant. happening. Brilliant. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a raver's paradise. <laughs> Where is that? <laughs> Fold in, in Canning Town. Oh, is it? So when, yeah, when you come out of there, it's all really industrial. There's like yeah. a skip companies. There's all these like skips piled up and industrial waste and like, oh, it's proper grimy yeah. when you're there. When yeah, you yeah, come yeah. outside, you're like, whoa. You know, you expect to see like a few dead bodies being disposed of by some shady geezers around the back. It's that kind of vibe, right? <laughs> That's what you want. You want yeah. to like, oh my God, what, what is that puddle? Like, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah, 
mysterious substances. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all so about cool. that. Yeah, and shady, cool. like, drop-offs where you get dropped off and you're like, this can't be the place. And then you hear, like, that rumble, that bass line, sound system rumble. You're like, yeah, 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 it's around here somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, it's that. It brings back those yeah. feelings. Yeah. It's very emotive and stuff. So they have all sorts of ages in there. They have 24-hour parties. They have techno parties, drum and bass. Oh, but, nice. like, it's a really good venue. Yeah, they're really cool guys that run that place. Okay. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you would really like it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Uh, so the, how did the, I didn't know anything about the Jazzy B thing, or I don't think I knew anything about the Rennie Pilgrim thing, actually. But obviously, you're on that Timo album, which has got to be 20 something years old now, I reckon. Wow, well, so the, 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 little, maybe? the little girl on the front is like yeah, loud, probably yeah. a mum now. Probably is. <laughs> probably Jesus. is. Uh, I've still got some of the props of office. I've still got the megaphone and a couple of other bits. Um, wow. Um, yeah, Timo occasionally, him and I will message oh, will you on nice. Instagram. Yeah, he's still in touch with me a little bit, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a really special time. It was a really special time. That, that We're still track. not really talking, it seems, Timo and I. We'll pick it up again at some point. I mean, a lot of artists can be quite emotional, don't they? And a lot of people, for me, the learning the business side of something that I was loving and passionate about was a very hard lesson to learn. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of artists don't really get it and they have a lot of resentment for the business side without actually really knowing the true structure of it. Because then you actually realise it really wasn't that bad, you know. Yeah. Um, but or or it might have been for some it people's might, yeah, experience. Some people might have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I speak to a lot of people that are rightfully so jaded. You know, they've had a really hard time. But I've been really lucky. You know. Yeah. I haven't had that hard a time with it, but I've learned a lot of lessons, and um, you've got to really accept that everybody has their role. Yeah. And if you want to do it as a business, there's business people, right? So it's um, it's tricky for artists to sort of get that around their heads. Yeah. And also the business people to understand the artist because they're all over the place and they're not going to be or behave in a professional business way, right? So I think there's like conflict sometimes and clashes, but uh, yeah. hopefully, you know, you'll realise that, it works out. you know, yeah. You're really, really not that bad in the world of business managers and in the music industry. Like you're a good one, you know. Very kind, thank you. Yeah, I'm still working with Martin Butchrich, actually. Are you the musical genius? That is Martin yeah. Butchrich. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, is he is he Hollywood now? He is Hollywood. Come on. <laughs> I mean, we always knew that though. He's so talented. When he was like, yeah. "Oh, I've got my studio," and he just had like a wheelie bag like three bags on it very sleek of course in german and organized yeah. but he said like that was his whole studio he can go anywhere and work with anything yeah. do anything with that yeah. and it was like wow I, from i met him i knew yeah like, he was going somewhere you know 
He's been LA based for a while. He's got a studio in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really happy to hear that. Oh, he's yeah. so good. He's brilliant. He really yeah, is. He is quite so. Yeah. And with him, you know, I got to have the opportunity to create something that people still now compliment me for. It's been people's first dance at a wedding. Oh, wow. It's, it's been people's um, birthday song. <coughs> people have sent me videos of their kids who refuse to get in the car for the school run unless it's playing. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had some really good reports and it's the coolest fuck tune, really. Yeah, it is. Even now. And yeah. so, like, I'm very grateful that I even yeah. had the opportunity to do something like that, which opened the door for other people to see I wasn't, you know, just a linear drum and bass yeah. MC. Yeah. Yeah. It was a it was a real opportunity for me, and I'm really grateful, you know. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a team. There was a team, definitely. And um, uh, we flew we, we flew out of Hanover for that as well, didn't we? I think to that. Yeah, it was a one day. Yeah, it was yeah. a one day session in there. Yeah. Did did it was in there for a few hours. Yeah, wasn't really hitting. Like Martin, he liked the idea, but it wasn't hitting him. And so then I got quite frustrated. Went out for a walk. I think we had 45 minutes left before I had to leave oh. for the airport. Mm-hmm. And they came up with that idea, like, last minute recorded. And he was like, yeah, that's it. And then he dropped me at the airport. And then, like, yeah, two weeks later, I was sent the demo. And was like, oh, my God, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, don't like it. No. It took me a little while because it is so fresh and unlike anything else. Yeah. You know, my ears, I had to educate myself to like it, yeah. which, how amazing is that? Yeah. That I worked with somebody that opened my mind like that with my own voice. Yeah. That's genius. I'm going to have to listen to it after this conversation. <laughs> I haven't heard it for a while. I did hear it somewhere recently, funnily enough. I can't remember where. Fuck, I know this. I know this. I know this. Yeah. Like in McDonald's and people were calling me. Like, yeah. It was played when records end up being like 20 years old, they start having this resurgence, don't they? Yes. Yeah, my mate worked at the BBC at the time and put it into EastEnders, synced it into EastEnders. So there were people having an argument in EastEnders and Shifter was on the radio in the background. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, he got... Right in the pub, whatever that pub was called. It was in the cafe and in the market. Right, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, people just really sort of connected with it and um yeah still now i get compliments about it and i still get paid for it mm. it's still been played and used and stuff i still yeah. get yeah. the prs thing like jesus yeah. people are still listening to this tune yeah brilliant good good yeah yeah so in terms of all your live stuff you've got going on have you doing any more recorded bits and pieces are there any more i am records and stuff coming out what's happening Yes, I've got a um, I've got a drum and bass tune, a kind of liquid tune that I'm working on at the moment. I'm not really into putting vocals on those, though, if I'm brutally honest. They seem to have a format, girly singing, bloke singing, rap. Yeah. They all follow, and they've yeah. all got that kind of, like, noodly, spacey kind of, you know. Yeah. And to me, it's not quite um, experimental enough. 
like I think Shifter ruined me for vocals. People never really send me the, you know, the D and B obvious smash. Like put your vocals on this, it's a hit. Yeah. I yeah. never get sent that. I always get sent that. So I'm making an album and this is a tune like no other tune I've ever made before and I need a vocal. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. But in that, it's always pushing me and stretching me, you know. Like I can be on the mic to all of these club tunes I am every week, but I like studio tracks to like push me a bit harder than normal. But I also hate it. I love it and I hate it yeah. at the same time, you know, because it is really difficult. Um, and I am a live person. I, I'm not. I don't love the studio process. Um, I find it a bit, <clears throat> a bit draining for me because I don't think I'm naturally a singer or a rapper. Yeah. I kind of do a bit of both. You know, uh, for me, it's all about vibes and hosting and yeah. ensuring people yeah. are having a good time more than getting a sixteen bar yeah. verse out yeah. that's going to blow people's mind. You know. I, I, if it comes, it comes. I make it up as I go, you know. But in the studio, making it up as you can, you know, it's going to live forever. So you need something a bit more constructive. Yeah. So yeah, I find it quite stressful writing tunes. But um, yeah, I've got about four songs that people have been <laughs> people have been waiting for for a little while now. <laughs> of course, as you know, the old chase chicken <laughs> big game. <laughs> So yeah, as annoying as I am, as annoying as I am, I have got things um, in the go. But my imagination and then the actuality of what happens, I find it hard to bring the two. In my mind, it's a fella cootie call and response choir sound of all these voices and stuff. And then I'm like, oh, it's just me. (laughs) Right then. So I'm squeezing body parts, trying to hit high notes. You know, I'm never going to get up there, but I try my best. There's a bit of squawking that happens in the recording process, but I was always encouraged that if you make the horrible noises, the nice noises will follow. I can't remember who said that, but yeah. It's a good, it's very wise though, very wise. I think so. So that's what I tell my housemate when I'm squawking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's basically like a, paras- a parakeet being squeezed, if you imagine. Mm. Not strangled, just squeezed a bit too squeezed firm. Squeezed a little. A little yeah. too hard. Yeah. Just a bit of a grip. You know, it's a bit too hard, but it's full of love. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> God. Um, I mean, your use of language has always been fantastic i think and descriptive language and the fact that you don't fit in anywhere when we're young we really want to fit in somewhere don't we but then as we get older we realize we don't fit in anywhere. we realize that's actually our strength that's actually the bit that makes us who we are and that you know and you just have this ability for me to you know, you are definitely your own person. There's a lot of MCs out there and a lot of them are just the same as absolutely everyone yes. else. And a handful of MCs that are clearly not that and are super strong and unique. And for me, you know, you fit into that second bracket. Thank you. Thank you. I think I would agree, actually. And I I feel at home in so many different places while also not feeling like I am the same as everybody else within that space. And I yeah. think... 
to take it like way back, I think it's um, my childhood. I think it's being half Irish and half Jamaican. I think it's having a white family and being the only black person there and then being around black people and having a white, being half white, being mixed yeah. and not quite being that, you know. But then I was raised by a Jamaican yeah. lady, my grandmother. So I think that feeling comfortable in spaces where people wouldn't expect me to maybe or other people wouldn't necessarily find comfort in those spaces i'm all right with it i'm all right being in a space with all black people or all white people or you know and being the punk uh the punk misfit in both of those zones you know i like it and being gay you know as well i think as around a load of straight people you know obviously you're not sort of yeah, brought, cool. brought up yeah, yeah, with yeah. sexuality yeah. but i think yeah. yeah i think always sort of being a bit different everywhere i go and a bit weird has definitely helped yeah. me out with individuality so. yeah, yeah and then having a deep voice and yeah. has helped me sit in dance music and be possibly the busiest female mc um because of my tone allows me to like to be a part of it when a lot of people don't like the female tone within drum and bass it doesn't sit with the yeah. reggae dub yeah. angry industrial sounds that come within that genre a nice girly voice just doesn't cut it not at two o'clock in the morning you know no. and so yeah i'm very lucky that my natural skills or um, abilities I don't know just kind of fit the time you know yeah. and, it, and it's mostly unintentional I've done a lot of work to like make my tone carry better and perform better but I think um yeah a lot of it is very unintentional I think I'm just a really lucky person as well yeah well you would never underestimate the power of luck not at all well and also hard work creates luck yeah what people think yeah. is lucky it's like well actually i was really working at that but it just <laughs> looks lucky but i am lucky as well as hard working and i think yeah. those two things together yeah. can't help but equal success to some degree you know depending if you have a realistic expectation of success for me is longevity i'm glad yeah. i wasn't a pop star i'm glad that i'm yeah. still success for me i'm still I'm busy every weekend and that's success for me. And 30 years later to be still doing it is yeah. uh, that's yeah, I've, I've done it. I've kind of reached Nirvana yeah. for me. I can choose what yeah. gigs I want to do. And yeah, um, I really enjoy, enjoy it now rather than, you know, on tour, I think I became a bit nonchalant and grumpy. Yeah. Easy to do. Yeah, it is. But, now with a different attitude you know i think i think it took me 20 years to grow up really because you're babied a lot and you're taken around the world and you're encouraged to be childish you know you have responsibilities taken away from you and then you willingly give those responsibilities away some artists you know have a crisis if somebody's not there at a certain time and um, and i've been on the road with a lot of people like that so I, I think yeah. in that it took me just quite a while to grow up. But once I've done that, I can see it for what it is. Yeah. Show business to show. 
it's not even real. (laughs) (laughs) Pretend. Yeah. Pretend. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Yeah, it's a funny old one, isn't it? And you do get into that role where, I mean, I always say this, you know, as a manager, we always make, trying to make sure that we're not, because we kind of turn our artists into children. Yes. And then complain that they behave like children. Yeah. Yeah. And that's tour managers and managers. That's what you have to deal with. They're yeah, big like, babies. Yeah. Having a crisis it's over like, the smallest thing. We put absolutely everything in place for them so they don't need to do anything except for, you know, whatever, play and, and do their art. And then they start throwing the toys out of the pram. Yes, and it's hardly ever, what I've noticed, um, the issue is hardly ever about the performance. They're not anxious mm. about the performance, all the other stuff. That water's not fizzy enough. That's not the right beer. That's not the right thingy. Mm-hmm. I wanted black, not blue. Why mm-hmm. have they got a tub in their room and I haven't? They've got a jacuzzi and I haven't. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Oh, they're on the business class. Why aren't I in business class? And so people get caught up about all the details rather than what are you going to sound like? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, being on the road with them, a lot of different DJs and seeing people, you know, I've learned a lot. Mm. you know seeing people like you were wise like, back yeah. then i think you're a lot wiser now i think so yeah like seeing people like gary Kippadu at that level get rained off stage we're all playing a show together rain sky opens up rained off stage she walked off the stage calm lovely polite then the rain stopped she went back out and performed her last track she didn't have to she could have left she got rained off but she stayed and waited for the rain to stop and then went back on. And that's what we did. We mm-hmm. also got rained off the stage. Jazzy and Karen, we waited for the rain to stop. People were in the crowd being absolutely drenched, but they didn't leave. And so Jazzy was like, if they're not leaving, we're not leaving. Like we're in New Zealand. Like, and to see people at that caliber, like Grammy winning, multi-million, you know, selling album artists behave with dignity and grace in a situation where I've seen drum and bass DJs have an absolute tantrum about a lot less and handle it very, very differently, leave in a tempo and, you know, all of that stroppiness. And here we had these, you know, these big world famous legendary singers being gracious and calm and meeting every fan and signing every request and taking every photo and yet as i say i've seen djs be quite rude about all of that and so it taught me a lot being around people like that you know working with mary j blige and like you know i've worked with some amazing people i've introduced soul to soul um when we were supporting alicia keys at the o2 that was a two hand grab the mic situation, mate. I'm not going to lie because I held it with my first hand and I could see the quivering. And I'm not normally a nervous. I don't get stage fright. I get nervous because of the importance of the show, but I don't get stage fright. But there I had to hold that mic with two hands when I was like introducing to you, you know, <laughs> you know, make some noise for Alicia Keys coming up next. Oh my God. You know. So, yeah, I've had some real moments of pinch myself. Is this really happening? You know, little me from a council estate in Birmingham. 
yeah, so I've I've had some really special moments that I never, even in my dreams when I was a kid, I'd be like, oh yeah, I wish I could get up on stage and stuff. I've like, I've done it, you know. And um I'm there's yeah, I, I just can't express with words and my vocabulary just how happy you have. And um yeah, just how happy it's made me. You know, like my career has made me such a happy soul. That's beautiful to hear. Beautiful to hear. What is, what are you looking forward to most then? What's coming up? I'm sorry. Watching the new generation of people that I mentor become successful. So when you mentor them, what how does that process work? I'm part of a collective called EQ50 and we set up mentorship schemes with drum and bass labels, mm-hmm. um, a two-year scheme where we have um, master classes and um, stuff. Each label takes on a mentee and guides them through the process. So they have to have sort of, a, you know, some production skills in the first place. And, um, and then, yeah, so we had uh, RAM, Critical, V, um, function and who's the other one shogun and so we brought six new female binary producers they've had tracks some of them assigned to agencies um nia archives has gone on she's going to be a pop star for sure and um yeah so we're just preparing the next wave now the second wave of the mentorship scheme so we're trying to sort of make a difference without you know, just moaning about things and being bitter, but actually really trying to make a change and get women producers out there. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it feels really good. Pardon me. I just um, I heard Nia's song on, you know, Radio 1A list, playlist. And, um, yeah, she's getting paid. She's playing on the main stages. We had Mandy Dextrous. They're killing it as well at the moment, trans non-binary artist. Um, so, yeah, it makes me really proud and satisfied, I think, to do that. And I also mentor people privately outside of that. You know, if they need a photo shoot, I'll arrange it and um, pay for it or pay for somebody's travel to get to a gig or stick someone on the guest list or if it helps or, you know, just anything I can do to help somebody like come through that's why i'm here so when you grew up in a council set in birmingham where did your how did your break happen was there a break or was it like a long protracted It, it happened quite quickly but it was a journey of working with an artist, meeting another one, working with that artist, meeting another one, doing a radio show, you know. And so, as I say, like people like yourself, Daisy, um, recognising the connectors mm. and being professional and working with them and taking opportunities when they come. That's been important. I've squandered a few opportunities, you know, not replying to that email, not getting that demo in time. I realise that. But I've also been... Um, good at also recognizing like a bitch get this one you know can you imagine if i wasted shooter (laughs) right so you know i really try to um encourage other people to like look just 
acknowledge an opportunity. It might not go anywhere, but it's an opportunity mm. to learn. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's crucial for me is just recognising opportunities for other people. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to instill in my kids at the minute. Right. Oh, yes, of course. You're a dad. Yeah, I've got three boys. Wow. Old boys as well. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Great times. Yeah. No, Have no, you got no. to the goat pen stage yet? When you open the bedroom door and it's like a goat pen. Yeah, it's just, exactly where we are. It's like, yes. <laughs> um, in my day, when my room was a goat pen, it was full of full ashtrays as well. So I guess it does, there's not that's not happening. I just might as well. Oh, no. Not like ashtrays and just. Oh, not the kids now. Yeah, they're all clean living, aren't they? they are. Well, there's definitely something going on, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, with our 16 year old. But, you know, the way they live now, the only reason I know there's something going on is because his mate's putting it up on Instagram. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Jesus. Wow. I mean, before you'd have to, like, read their diary, wouldn't you? And I don't know whether he listens to these podcasts or not. <laughs> well, I guess I'll find out soon enough. But, um, but you know, we've had conversations about, you know, it's, when you're 16, that's normal, and you've got to, yeah. you just got like you say, you've just got to get on with it. I can't say Exactly. exactly. You can't give somebody the theory of how to swim. They've got to get in the water, right? Yeah. Which exactly. is terrifying to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Just look away. Just walk away, Dad. Just, you don't need to see it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like when you're 16, you just Come think you know yeah. everything, don't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, and you probably do. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot more coming. But, no, it's they're, they're fine. They're good. But you do get that. Yeah, just trying to, you know, and then when I say things to them, like, look, every opportunity, you know, you should embrace it and you'll learn yeah, from it. Oh, dad, yeah, oh, dad, yeah. But then right, some right, bloke right. they've never met before would say verbatim and they're like, oh, oh my God. God, this guy said to me to take every opportunity. Like, yeah. fuck's sake, <laughs> thanks for that. Some people actually listen, you know. <laughs> and the thing is, because you've managed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your own children don't. They should maybe they should send them your way. They'll listen to you. Right? Because you've managed so many people as well. You're sort of like daddy to like so many. And then, <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. Like, yeah, that must be quite hard at times. <laughs> just watching all these kids just like fucking up. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not easy. Not easy. Oh, dear. Do you, are you happy with what you're doing? I'm delighted with what I'm doing, yeah. Generally, I mean, yeah. sometimes it's like, but um, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm not really in dance music anymore. Uh, and that was part of my cleanup process, I think. I couldn't, and also I was just getting too old to hang around in clubs. Um, uh, and so I deal with other things now. Uh, but I'm really, I'm really happy. I still work with Steve. He's Do you? He's over in LA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We did a I mean, deal with a management company, pretty... an American management company, and he moved over to LA and I stayed in Bristol. I mean, he's pretty big time, isn't he? He's always had that sort of vibe about yeah, him as a person yeah, that is like, yeah. yeah, he's going to manage some major players. And, and he does. He's always yeah. been hungry for it, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 And he's business and you were always sort of a more understanding on the personal side yeah. of it, of, yeah. of yeah. that. And yeah. so that made a great team. Yeah. 
you know. Oh, I'm really glad to hear yeah, that. Yeah, that's all going on. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, I am. Yeah, I'm fine. No, so, you know, all good. Oh, all good. I'm really happy to hear that, mate. Honestly, yeah. really. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Come uh, on. Yeah. Um, and then the way this works, uh, I'm going on holiday on the weekend, so probably when I come back, uh, I do an edit and I just ping it up somewhere for you to listen to and if you're happy with it. Um, oh, mate, just put it up. Just do it. Like, uh, the, the thing with artists is they're always going to... Well, look, yeah. I'll send you the link when it's done to share on your SoundCloud or whatever, if you don't mind doing that. Um, send us press pics. Send me the link to your mentorship. Thank you. put you. that in the notes. Assuming anything else that you want as well, if you've got a website. Of course I ain't got that. <laughs> um, Come on, it's me. <laughs> you still haven't got a website. Well, you got an Instagram page. That's that is it. A I website. mean, come on. What more do people want? I've got somebody else that manages my Facebook because I just can't. Oh, mate, no. I'm really bad with it, no. but you know this already. Yeah, I'm yeah. much better in person. Yeah. <laughs> I was going through a hard drive the other day and I found loads of pictures of you <gasps> in some sex cage. Why is it a sex cage? Why, why, is it, why can't it just be a cage? Why is it a sex cage? <laughs> it was like some um, porn office. So porn we did this photo shoot and there was like a cage in it because it was the site of where they film yeah. porn movies darling that's where yeah. you sent me what, what was i thinking yeah why, why? <laughs> uh, like let's put chickaboo in a porn site place with like chains whips beds yeah. and cages everywhere great I idea don't know yeah where that came from i mean uh so i apologize for that <laughs> shots are quite good <laughs> Uh, well i'm still talking to you so it wasn't too bad i think it was all white well, clean so, before yeah. we went in so. death old to, with an injury i could have got i could have got pregnant off that shoe just from all the spunk everywhere <laughs> oh, that's actually horrible that's horrible to even imagine i'm no, sorry I'm about sorry. that i put you there Somebody there, and I was there, so I didn't take responsibility for it. Um. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for asking me, you know, no, really. I'm really like, That's really cool. And for your patience, patience. And but when I was doing this in 2020, well, everyone was like, yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. But now it's like, oh, you got to plan it like weeks in advance and then shift it. And it's totally fine. And, you know, I'm not doing it for commercial gain. It's just a hobby. So I've got to fit it in when I can, and you've got to fit it in when you can, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. I'll send you all. And Thank you. lovely, lovely, lovely to see you. You too, darling. And I hope I see you in person soon. I hope so too. Next time you're in Britain, let me know. Um, I'm playing for Full Spectrum. They're a collective of girls as well in Bristol that have pushing you know female djs and supporting yeah. and i can't yeah. remember where it's at but i've seen a few posters yeah. that are around i'm there with sweet pea on friday oh, quick look now. Oh, i wow. think i'm on Do you know what time you're 12 playing? to 1 or 1 to 2 they keep putting me on late because i'm apparently energetic i don't know why why i've created this rope energetic. for myself by being all like, let's go and positivity. So of course they're booking me like, oh, let's bring Chickaboo in when people need a bit of a surge. So now all my sets are like after one o'clock in the morning, which is just awful. 
Mate, I have a, I have a little cry when I find out my set times lately. <laughs> have you mastered the art of the siesta yet? Absolutely. I had a little nap before this. Yeah, that's the way forward. <laughs> <laughs> Them old lady naps are everything to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wicked. Look after yourself, my love. You Back too, mate. I'll see you real soon. All the love. Bye. Bye, darling. Bye.